Welcome back to Yes, that can't be good. A rewatch podcast of sci-fi original series Eureka. Let's get going. Hey, it's Doug with the TV Guide Synopsis. Season 4, Episode 21. Do you see what I see? Eureka becomes animated after a strange wave of colors washes over the town. Creators Jamie Paglia and Andrew Cosby, written by Amy Berg and Eric Touchman, directed by Matthew Hastings. The original air date was December 6th, 2011. To our listeners, please bear with us with the more than usual background noises, thumps, bubble blowing, and other unidentifiable noises during this episode. No one can say they did not have fun recording. Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house. That is, all through me. Not a creature was stirring, except Sheriff Carter and Dr. Blake. Okay, so it is Christmas in Eureka. Huh. Again. Yeah. Huh. So we're here for season four, episode 21. Do you see what I see? Okay, I'm Vicki, and I'm here with my son, DC. Hello. And who else is here with us? My best friend, BB. Right. Hello. Right, and you might remember BB from the last Christmas episode. Hmm. The episode starts out at the Smart House, and Sarah is narrating a story. Inside, Allison and Carter are getting ready for Christmas. Hmm. Allison has to leave because she forgot a special kind of battery for one of Jenna's gifts. And when Jack protests that she's doing too much and maybe she should stay and relax and does she really need to get the battery today, she tells Jack that she knows he and Henry are up to something, too. Zoe's home from school, and she comes downstairs with Kevin and Jenna. Allison tells them that Jenna has to go to bed after one story, and she leaves to get that special battery. Jack leaves, saying that he's going to check on Andy because no robot should be alone on Christmas. But we know he's up to something. Yes. They all wanted to make the perfect Christmas. But this is Eureka. So we find out that Andy and Vincent are in on what Andy calls Operation... Ho, ho, ho. Oh, very good. (laughs) They tried to test it, but it fizzes out. For a second there, it looked pretty cool. Mm. Cafe Diem looked all wintry and... Wintry. Yeah. And gingerbready. Yes. So he's trying to make a winter wonderland for Allison and the kids for Christmas. Henry and Fargo, we find out, are also involved. But they're at GD working on the super photon generator to make snow for this winter wonderland. Andy seems more excited than anyone about the snow and Christmas. And he says something about the Christmas wish that he made. I think he says something about his Christmas wish twice during the episode. Mm -hmm. And something always happens and he never gets to tell what it is. So back at the smart house, Zoe finishes reading. What was she reading, do you remember? Before they opened the present? was the night before Christmas. Right. But Jenna doesn't want to go to sleep. Kevin suggests letting Jenna open a present because Jack told him that their family opens one gift on Christmas Eve. Do you think that it's a good idea for them to be opening a gift without their parents there to see them open it? No. 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 You'd be in trouble. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean... So he... What do you do for Christmas? Do you open on Christmas Eve or Christmas morning when Santa comes? I open them on Christmas morning. Everything? Even from your parents? Everything from my parents, yes. Yep. It's better because you can sleep later. Yeah. We open stuff from our family on Christmas Eve, right? We go to Grandma's. Yeah. And we open presents at Grandma's from our family. Yeah. And then we come home 
and you open a couple things from other people that other people gave me to give to you, like Carrie from work. And you open maybe a couple from mom. But then in the morning, you open your stocking from Santa, and then you open the, pre- the rest of the presents that are from mom, right? Yes. So we do both. We open at night yeah. and in the morning. Mm-hmm. But you would never open a present without mom there to see it, huh? Right. Right. <laughs> no. So they let her open a book. Well, it's I guess it's a game. It looks like a book. called Hello, Tom. This is the toy that Allison went to get the special battery for. But Kevin's going to get his hovercraft battery or something. Hover, her, what, her, what do you call that? Hoverboard. That's it. His hoverboard battery for it. So we know that's not going to be a good no. idea, right? No. Over at GD, Allison runs into Joe, and they're talking about Joe coming over to Smart House when the alarm sounds. They find Henry and Fargo working on something. We can assume this is part of the snow-making gift for Allison. So they try not to let her know what they're doing. Fargo tells them it's classified and pushes a button. It's never a good thing when Fargo pushes a button, huh? No. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what happens when he pushes the button? Didn't work. Go out. The lights went out. That seemed to be the wrong thing to do because first the power goes out and then we see a big glowing ball, which must be the super photon generator, spinning and glowing like crazy on top of the mountain. It's going crazy. Yeah. Was that funny? Yeah. So that can't be good, right? Carter, Vincent, and Andy can see it from the ground. And they see a big wave of something coming at them. They're thinking it was snow. First, yeah. First. Yeah. And then Carter's looking at it and yelling, it's not snow. <laughs> and then they run. They try to run. But the wave comes over them and they tried get... Tried to run? They tried, huh? Yes. But the wave came over them. He tried to run? Yeah, he sure did. <laughs> <laughs> but the wave came over them and it turned him into what? Cartoons. And that animation that it turned him into the first one kind of looked like the Polar Express animation. Yeah. Right? It looked like the yeah. Polar Express. Dude. Sorry. It looked like the Polar Express. That's what I thought too, yeah. Mom. What? Blowing bubbles. Yeah, but we're on, you have a microphone in front of you. So blowing bubbles into your soda is going to make a lot of noise in the microphone. Yes. Okay? Right. All right. Thank you. Andy thinks that they only appear to be cartoons. He thinks that whatever this wave is kind of messed with their eyes. Oh, yeah. So they only look like cartoons to each other. Carter calls Allison. Since she, Joe, and Fargo, and Henry are also cartoons, she tells them that she already knows, and they're working on it at GD. They tell Jack that he has to go and stop the leak manually. So something's leaking from this photon generator, which means they have to go up the mountain. Joe says she'll meet him there. They assume that when they fix the leak, everything will go back to normal. But it didn't. <laughs> but things are never that easy in no. Eureka, right? Things are never easy in Eureka. Right, which is kind of what Jack complains to Andy as they drive up, up to the site. He's upset because he was planning a Christmas surprise. And, of course, because it's Eureka, something messed it all up. Up. And Allison's worried that Christmas is going to be ruined. Andy tells him they have all night and not to worry about it. But then what happens? As soon as he says they have all night, what happens? It's okay. It's oh, in the middle of the night. So oh, the sun, sun goes up. Right, the sun comes the up. Sun so comes then up. they don't know what's going on. Uh. 
And they get out of the car to look at the sun, and then what happens? And then it goes back to night. Right. And then the it sun, goes back to sun. And the moon, and the sun, right? And yeah. the moon. But we mm-hmm. see that Jenna's book might be controlling the sun and the moon, and probably some of the other things that are going wrong. It might not just be the photon generator. But since no one can get in touch with the smart house, they don't know about Jenna's book. The kids don't know what's going on outside because the smart house is keeping them from being affected. Okay. Andy and Carter are in the car, and Andy says he feels strange. Carter goes through a whole thing about, don't get sick in my car, do you get car sick? Do robots get car Right, sick? do robots get car sick? As they're doing that, what goes by the car? A deer. Deer. Yes. Yeah. And it's a different kind of animation. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like Disney's animation. Right. Yeah, because it looks like Bambi yeah. almost. As soon as the ranger goes by and yells at them, another wave comes over them. And they're all the same type of animation as the deer. Andy looks like the Tin Man, and Carter looks like Dudley Do-Right. Do you know who yeah. Dudley Do-Right? Do you? The old yeah, cartoon, cartoon sheriff or yeah, something? Yeah, I didn't think you would know who that was. You don't know who Dudley Do-Right is, though, huh? Nope. No. <laughs> <laughs> so Carter's busy looking in the mirror, and they crash into the tree. As they crash into the tree, and what happens? Boing, boing, boing. Right, the, the tree, tree keeps hit in the car. <laughs> the Jeep, whose name we find out is Carl, yells at them. Because he's had enough of Carter crashing his Jeep. I'll tell you what's going on. I'm done. Did my Jeep just yell at me? Your Jeep. Typical. I'm just an object to you. A tool to use and abuse. Four wheels and a chassis. Mm -hmm. Look at me when I'm talking to you. Day in, day out. Thank you very much. I give you my all. And what do I get in return? A firebomb. Flattened. Melted. Blown up. Shot into space. And now this. Enough. You're not the boss of me anymore. You're on your own. And my name is Carl. And who's the voice of Carl? Sheldon Cooper. Sarah Tin. Sheldon, right. Huh? Carl yelling at them because she's had enough. Of Jack crashing the Jeep. Right? <laughs> Do you know who Sheldon Cooper is? Sheldon? Big Bang Bang. Right, Big Bang. And what does he say? Bazinga. Right? <laughs> so tools come out of the car to fix the tire. And Carl's still yelling. And he leaves them there. Because he's had enough. (laughs) It's okay. Back at GD, Allison is an elf. And Henry can't speak unless someone pulls the string on his back. Like Woody. Right. And Fargo calls him Woody. Yeah. Yeah. We find out Fargo is a bobblehead. And it's funny because in the regular show, Fargo has a bobblehead of himself on his desk. Oh, yes. I have one on my desk, too, at work. Yeah. All of the controls are gone, and all that's left is a big red button. And then many buttons appear, and Fargo has a hard time trying not to push them. Nope. Because Fargo has a problem with pushing buttons. Yeah. And he always gets in trouble, or causes big... The push. buttons are telling him to push and push. Right. Go ahead, push me. Oh, the button is mocking me. Push me, push me, push me. Carter and Andy are climbing the mountain now because they don't have the car. They're out of breath already. Right. That's a big mountain. Back at the smart house, Kevin's adding ninja snowmen to the hollow towns. I know they keep calling them snow ninjas, but I think ninja snowmen sounds better. Ninja snowmen, maybe? They pop up and they come after Carter and Andy. 
Do you remember all the stuff that they did to fight him? Oh, yes. Carter punches it in half, and Andy has the big arm come out and punch him. But none of that works. It just gets him mad. So just when it looks hopeless, Joe as... Snow White. But what's her name in the show? Joe White. Joe White. Comes flying in on a helicopter. With her birds. With her birds, yes. She gets them out, but Carter and Andy can't hold on. And the snowman hits a tree, and they get rid of the snowman, but what happens to Carter and Andy? They, they can't fall. hold on, right? Then you got Joe White going, oh, God. Right, and, and what does she do? Yeah. Flies in to save them. And she uses her dress as a parachute. And she does, she's telling those boys, don't be looking at my dress. <laughs> That's right. They don't listen to her, do they? It doesn't. Joe doesn't seem happy with her Snow White look. She doesn't like it, huh? <laughs> She's a cop and a security (laughs) guard. She doesn't want to wear a dress, She tells the birds, don't poop on me. Right. She's not a fan of the birds that fly around her head either. (laughs) What does she do with the birds? Shoo, shoo. Yeah. So back at the... That used to be Cafe Diem, you're right. Vincent, Allison, Henry, and Fargo are still trying to figure out what is happening. Fargo no longer believes this is an illusion. He thinks they're actually cartoons. And then he notices the candy on the gingerbread house. Yeah. Good thing he has that long bobblehead neck. Yeah. He pops up and gets yes. him a gumdrop, right? Yes. So he's eating all of Cafe Diem. Yeah. There's going to be anything left when they fix all this. Yeah. While they're doing this, Carl drives up and Allison kind of flirts with him to make her take him to Carter. And she says, and please. Please. And nobody ever says please to Carl, I guess. So yes. he's happy to take her to find Carl. <laughs> Toots, I'm driving solo. Okay, where's Sheriff Carter? Uh, it's always about him, isn't it? Well, I dumped him and his tin can sidekick. Listen, you're a smart car. You know that overexposure to super photons can cause permanent tissue damage. Well, yeah, I totally knew that. I need your help. Um, Carl? Okay, can you take me to Sheriff Carter? Carl, please? You said... Please. No one's ever said that to me before. Come on, hop in. So before she leaves, she asks Fargo to go to the smart house and check on her kids. Meanwhile, Carter, Joe, and Andy are trying to climb the mountain. And that's a really hard mountain to climb. Mm -hmm. Carter is rude to Joe. And he says, can you get a move on your highness? Uh, and the birds go go after Carter Carter to protect Joe because he was rude. Yes. Joe falls because she's wearing what kind of shoes? Glass slippers. Yes. <laughs> and the birds come and save her, and they yeah. fly her up to the ledge, right? <laughs> so they finally make it to the ledge when another wave comes over them. And this one, they turn into Peanuts characters. And, and then Simpsons. The Simpsons and, and South Park. And I want to say Scooby-Doo. Yeah, Scooby-Doo. You're right. Back at the Smart House, Kevin adds snow to the Hollow Town. Apparently, it seems like every time they add something, it was it changes. It changes. It, add, it, it adds it, it to the story, but it also changes, changes their animation. Yeah. So Kevin adds snow to the Hollow Town, and when we get back to Carter and friends, they've changed the claymation, mm-hmm. which is oh Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, right? And Santa Claus, right? Okay, that's the other one. Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah. Joe whistles for her birds. Andy tries to warn her, but she does it anyway, and she causes an avalanche. So all the snow comes rolling down on them. Yeah. Andy saves Joe and gets her out of the way, but Andy gets rolled away by a giant snowball. 
Carter and Joe turn around to find a growling bear on the ledge with them. It spits or sneezes some disgusting stuff all over them. But then he gives them a hug. And from the bear's voice, we know that it's who? Taggart. Taggart. Yeah, Taggart turned into a bear. The funniest part was when they were in the cave with Taggart. Oh, (laughs) Andy, he goes, you want some? And Carter just... Right. Taggart takes them in his cave and offers them an array of penguin dishes. Yeah. Taggart, of course, thinks it's great that he's a bear. And he's pretty happy about it. Carter explains that they're lost and they need to get to the super photon generator. Taggart's like, oh yeah, of course I should have thought of that. Because he didn't know why he changed into a bear, but he was happy to be a bear. And then he swats a fly and what does he do? Do. He eats it. Yes. And that is disgusting. That's when Carter... Okay. I can't. So Carter was done with this. He decides he's going to go look for Andy. We go back to Fargo and Henry trying to get to the smart house. Fargo says that he looks like a Von Trapp. What's a Von Trapp? From the sound of music. Right. Henry still has to pull a string to talk. Fargo thinks that he was made a bobblehead because people don't take him seriously. And he thinks that Henry has to pull a string to talk because he overthinks everything and he needs to take a breath and relax. Which is pretty good insight, I think. When they arrive at the smart house, they see beams or something coming from it. Fargo wonders if something in the smart house is controlling the generator. Fargo tries to get in, but is stopped by the force field. He tries throwing a snowball and sees that they're going to need a bigger snowball. Mm-hmm. Joe's worried about her birds. She couldn't stand them at first, but now she loves them. Taggart thinks it's sweet, and he says that she has to loosen up. He kind of tells her what, he, what they told her last year. She has to loosen up. It's okay not to be the tough guy all the time. And it's okay to be a princess sometimes. Joe didn't like Christmas because her brother's not there. She has, like, no one. Right, but she does. Well, that's what Taggart said. Yeah, that's what Taggart said. You have all of us. Right. And you think maybe she learned that last year, but I guess not. Carl finds Andy frozen solid and brings him to Allison and Carter. And they take off to get to the generator. You okay, buddy? It just needs to thaw out a bit. Listen, Jeep, I've been thinking about what you said. Don't bother. I'm not here for you. You gonna just stand there, or...? Man, am I glad to see you. Wow. You're kinda hot in clay. You're not so bad yourself, Ranger. What's that? Hello? I'm dripping antifreeze over here. Can we get this show on the road? Fargo and Henry built a giant snowball. They roll this huge snowball down the hill into the house. And what happens to Fargo? Crash. Yeah, he got stuck he gets... in the snowball and he crashed into the house. And what happens when he... He crashed? started melting. He melted. <laughs> melting. So the snowball didn't work. Carter, Joe, Allison, Andy, and Carl get to the generator. While back at the house, Jenna pushes the Santa button. Hmm. Mm-hmm. We back. know something's going on there. Yeah. Back at the generator, we see someone in a red suit trying to fix it. And who do you think it is? Santa. They think it's Santa. The man comes out and it's Dr. Drummer. Now, you remember him, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was from the last Christmas episode that pretty sure we figured out he must be Santa. It looks more like that in this episode. Yeah. So he tells them the circuits are being jammed by some kind of power surge. Jack wants to unplug it. Ellison starts to give him a long explanation about how they don't have a plug. But then Dr. Drummer shows her a plug. 
Because now that they're all cartoons, everything's simpler. Andy had all those gadgets and GPS stuff, but now when he pushes a button, just weird scissors come out or whatever. He says they can fix it, but they need an external power source to bypass the circuits. They all look at Carl. Carl starts freaking out. (laughs) Freaking out. Right? Because he thinks they're going to take his battery. Uh, There's got to be a way to regain control somehow. Sure, but we need an external power source to bypass the circuits. Don't suppose you'd have one of those lying around? What? No! Don't look at me like that! Please don't look at me like that! You're freaking me out! Don't take my battery! Relax. But then Allison goes into the car and takes out the special battery she had for Jenna's toy. Oh, we forgot about that, huh? Hmm. Oh, yeah. So Allison figures out that Kevin must have opened Jenna's present, and because he's using the wrong battery, it's messing up the generator and causing all of this to happen. Kevin's in trouble, we think. Hmm. Carter is just happy that it's not his fault, but Allison's. <laughs> right. You mean it's your fault? It's... Awesome. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Zoe starts to wonder why Jack and Allison aren't home yet. Back on the mountain, Allison and Dr. Drummer are hooking up the power source while Joe and Jack are chopping Andy out of the block of ice he's stuck in. Dr. Drummer talks to Allison about her love of Christmas and how easy it is to get carried away trying to make the perfect holiday and forget that the best part is to be with all the people that you love. Because we said that that's what she's doing and she won't relax. Just like... Just like they tried to teach them all last time. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it didn't stick. No, it didn't. (laughs) Just then the ground begins shaking and they see a giant ninja snowman. Although they keep calling it... A snow ninja. Snow ninja. But I can't get used to that. I can't. We should just call it the snowman ninja. Yeah. I can get used to the snowman ninja. Not snow ninja. It's it's weird. I just keep calling it different things, I guess. This ninja snowman, or snow ninja, or whatever we're going to call it, is, (laughs) is knocking over trees below them, and he's heading right to town for town. Carter tells Andy to stay and help fix the generator while he goes to talk to the ninja. He thinks he's going to talk to the ninja. That's probably not the best idea in the world, is it? Oh. Joe asks if Andy has a snowblower or rock salt in his collection of contraptions. He pushes a button, and what comes out first? Symbols come out. Yeah. The symbols whacked Carter in the face. Right. And then he tries another button, and what comes out? Um... Boxing yeah. glove, and knocks Carter across, right? Poor Carter. <laughs> the last button he hits gives them a bomb, and it's an Acme bomb, like the Roadrunner. Oh, so they're going to use that. Carter thanks Carl, and it makes him cry, because hmm. nobody ever thanked him before. Listen, I know I don't say it enough, but thank you, Carl. Are you crying? No! I've just got some snow in my headlight, okay? Are they happy tears or sad tears? Happy tears. He and Joe get in and start after the ninja snowman. Carl sprouts skis like he's a sleigh now. Andy peeks into Dr. Drummer's red bag and finds a Santa hat. Now Andy's getting suspicious. Yeah. But just then he falls down. Oh, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. And he falls down right in front of Dr. Drummer's dogs. Rudy. Yeah. And he says he feels useless. The dogs begin to make fun of him by calling him Pinocchio. But as it turns out, they're really telling him that he should be proud to be different. Andy said that he would like to be a little bit more like other people. 
but the head dog tells him that people spend their lives trying to stand out and feel special, and they think he's pretty lucky to be special. Andy never considered that. Now, twice Andy talked about his Christmas wish, so I have to imagine his Christmas wish was to be more like other people. Yeah. But instead of that, he found out that he was special, which is better than the Christmas gift that he wanted. So sometimes it works out that way. You want something and then you get something else, which turns out to be better. Yeah, yeah, you do. And then the dog tells him that his name is Rudy. Hmm. So suspicious. Very suspicious. That just hit, because <laughs> Dr. Dremel was there in Santa and Rudy. And Rudy. Short for? Rudolph. Right. And Rudolph was the reindeer that was different and everybody yes. made fun of. And we learned at the end of Rudolph that it's good to be different. And then Rudy's the one who's giving Andy that same message. So, hmm. Henry and Fargo are still outside the smart house trying to figure out how to get in. The ground begins shaking. And here comes this the big, giant, giant snow ninja. Snow ninja. Henry and Fargo run. The ground is shaking so much that the kids feel it inside. Finally, they're going to know something's going on. They run outside to see the cartoon forest and the ninja snowman. They run back inside to find Jenna with the hollow town saying ninja. So Jenna must have hit the ninja button. Zoe figures out that the world they created in Hallowtown must be affecting everything outside. Kevin and Zoe figure out that the Hallowtown battery is messing with the super photon generator. They both come up with that at the same time because they're both pretty smart. Mm. So Kevin knows Allison's not going to be happy because <laughs> now this is his fault. He shouldn't have opened the present. He shouldn't have put the wrong kind of battery in. Zoe thinks they should just turn off the Hallowtown, but Kevin doesn't know what will happen to the people affected by it. Now, you know, Zoe thinks about it, and she thinks Kevin's right, because if you turn off a computer game, all those people are gone until you turn it back on again. But for some reason, and probably because the battery is not compatible, Kevin isn't able to delete the ninja. He suggests putting other things in to help them fight the ninja. Carter and Joe are trying to catch the ninja before it gets to Main Street. It's close enough so the people on Main Street can see it, and they're panicking and running. Fargo and Henry throw snowballs to distract it. Then it got angry. And it grabbed Henry. Fargo tries hitting it with a stick to save Henry, but that doesn't work. Just then, Kevin finishes whatever he was doing to help and changes them into anime animation. That was pretty, that was pretty cool. Yeah. The animation, pretty cool. So they're now, Fargo says, ass kickers. Yes. But, but what happens to the snowman? He turns into an anime animation too. So he gets just meaner and scarier. Carter and Joe, now now their car's flying and it has weapons because that's an anime car now. And they get close enough for Joe to throw the bomb. The ninja falls, creating winter wonderland of snow everywhere because it loses all its mm. snow on Main Street. And now that he's lost most of his snow, he's only three feet tall and pretty harmless. <laughs> They're not home free yet. They still have to get back to the generator quickly or they might be stuck this way forever. Allison thinks she's fixed the problem. They plug it back in. The ball spins wildly and Goes blows. Goes crazy. Yeah. A bigger, different kind of wave hits them and heads into town. So they don't know if this is good or bad. And the good saying was, oh, God, I hope it's not another Charlie right. Brown thing. <laughs> right. Carter didn't want to be Charlie Brown again. <laughs> so it goes through Main Street and everyone turns back to normal. Yeah. And it's snowing. Snowing. Andy, Drummer, and Allison come down 
from the mountain on the sleigh while Andy's running alongside it. They're all back to normal, too. Dr. Drummer says he has errands to run, just like the last time. And Andy says goodbye to the dogs. Up in the sky, we see the sleigh go by. And reindeer. And reindeer. The next morning, everyone gathers at the smart house to celebrate Christmas all together. So Allison learned that making everything perfect does not make the perfect Christmas. Being with family family and your friends, friends. even if you don't have family, Mm. all together is what makes the perfect Christmas. Right. And Andy learned that he didn't have to become more like everybody else because he's special the way he is. Right? Yeah. So everybody had a Merry Christmas. Yeah. So how'd you like that episode? That episode was very, very intriguing. I liked it because it went through uh, the Simpsons to Rudolph to all different anime. Yeah. It was pretty neat. Yeah, it was. Right. And as we could say, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And Eureka. Right. And Mm. why is this your favorite, Eureka? I know this one's your favorite. This is the one you always watch. Yeah. More than the other one. What's your favorite part of this episode? Do you see when I see? But what's your favorite part? Joe. I knew it. <laughs> of course. Carter's trying to be the hero, right? To save it. Well, he's trying to. He's trying to. It's his job. Yeah. To pretty much help. He, he just wanted to have snow in a winter wonderland and then everything went crazy like nice. it always happens. So it's kind of his job to help mm. fix everything as well as Joe's job. And Henry's and Allison, so uh, I don't think he was trying to be the hero. I think he was just trying to fix it because trying to fix like, everything because yeah. it's Eureka, right, right. But definitely recommend seeing that. Yeah, yeah. All right. So right. thanks for recording with us again. You're welcome. Thank All you. Right. Thank you for having me. No problem. Yeah. All right. So we'll be back with season five pretty soon, right? Yes. All right. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. See you later. Bye. Everything and everyone was back to normal, just in time for Christmas morning. It was a perfect Christmas in Eureka. Now I know some of you may wonder if this animated tale is true. You can believe it or not, but you did hear it from a talking house. So I'd say anything is possible. Okay, DC, tell us what's next. We will be back in three weeks with season five. Ho, ho. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Please remember to follow us on our Facebook page. Yeah, that can't be good. At facebook.com backslash Eureka Rewatch or on Twitter at Eureka Rewatch. Links to information discussed during our podcasts will be added to our website at eurekarewatch.com. You can also listen to our podcast on Podbean. If you'd like to send us an email, please email us at eurekarewatch at gmail. We would love to hear from you. And we're now also available on Google Play.